the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Only believers can really truly enjoy life. Non-believers are victims of life. They're just swept along by the currents and wondering if life has any meaning or purpose. But we know that there is purpose. We know that there is meaning in life because it's provided in God's Word. And we can use this life as a way of storing up treasure for the next life. That is the encouragement we'll receive today here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. As we begin our time together today here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning at verse 18, as we work our way to the end of the chapter, we begin with a look at what it means to be centered on Christ rather than special speakers or great orders. Paul, Apollo, Cephas. What does that really mean? Looking at unity here. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with today's study, verse by verse. Now, in verses 18 through the end of the chapter, uh, Paul identifies the solution for uh, disunity, and the problem is found in correct thinking. To gain and maintain unity in the church, we must have the proper view of ourselves, of others, and of our possessions. The proper view of ourselves. 1 Corinthians 3.18, Let no man deceive himself. Let no man deceive himself. Now, who is Paul writing to? The believers at Corinth, right? And so what does this warning infer? What does it suggest? What does it imply? That even believers can be self-deceived. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you thinks that he's wise in this age, he must become foolish so that he might become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. For it is written, he is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise that they are useless. What is Paul saying? says, God gets a special satisfaction out of messing with people who think they're smart. <laughs> Such wisdom is foolishness to God. In chapter 1, verse 18, Paul said, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. And here he states the flip side, The wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight. Well, what is the wisdom of this world? Well, even as small children, we're conditioned to think in terms of the wisdom and the values of this world. Things like good looks, uh, charming personalities, keen intellect, slick tongue, power, prestige, wealth, the ability to persuade, and so forth. And these are things that are highly esteemed in the world, but not necessarily in the sight of God. And people who look good based on the wisdom of this world are often quickly elevated into leadership positions in churches where if they are not spirit-led, they can absolutely wreak havoc. Someone looks good and speaks well and has some knowledge of the Scripture and the ability to persuade, that person can destroy a church. And in churches where leadership is selected by popular vote, leaders are often chosen not based on biblical qualifications, but rather on popularity as measured by worldly standards. I know of one church where the leader of the board, the church board, doesn't even claim to be a Christian. Is it any wonder that that board selects a preacher who doesn't preach the Bible, but what's politically correct and what's popular? 
And no wonder that church is filled with petty divisions. You see, scriptural knowledge alone does not qualify a person for leadership in the church. I know of someone, I'm I'm reminded of somebody a number of years back, a young man who had memorized broad passages of the scripture. But his personal life was all messed up. And he just wasn't qualified to be a church leader. You know, the devil knows the Bible. And he tried to use it against Jesus in the temptation. Bible knowledge alone does not qualify a person for church leadership because that knowledge can be used for destructive purposes as well as constructive. The Pharisees used that knowledge of the Bible for destructive purposes. To be healthy, a church must honor and submit to the Word of God and the elimination of the Holy Spirit as the highest authority. And when church members submit to the authority of Scripture, then Scripture becomes the instrument through which that leads us to unity in beliefs and practices. And where the scriptures are are not set up as the supreme authority, division is inevitable. The Bible that's not studied carefully and followed carefully is going to lead to division because there's no common ground for beliefs and practices. And when the Bible is not the sole authority, then men's opinions become the authority and no two people have the same opinion on every, on every, on every matter. So we have to, need to, have, to have, have the proper view of ourselves. And the second requirement for unity is to have the, the proper view of others. Verse 21, so let, then let no one boast in men. For all things belong to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas. And so once again, Paul comes back to the list of leaders around which these divisive fan clubs have grown up as he begins wrapping up his instructions concerning divisions in the church. And And uh, he mentioned these names in chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. The Corinthians were fortunate enough to have three outstanding men of God as leaders, two of them apostles. Now, we don't know if Peter actually went to Corinth, but there were evidently some of the believers that were in Corinth that had been in Jerusalem where Peter did minister. And and so each of these men had differing uh, gifts and abilities that God uh, had given them in order to enrich the church, and and it, and they should have been thought of as 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 resources for enriching the church, not dividing it. But the quarrelers were were saying things like, "I am of Paul." I mean, I belong to Paul. And somebody else, I, "I'm of I'm of Peter. I belong to Peter." And somebody else, "I'm of Apollos. I belong to Apollos." And what Paul does is he inverts their thinking. He says, "It's not that I belong to Paul, but Paul belongs to me." To us, as does Apollos, as does Cephas. They all belong to us. All of these great teachers and leaders and preachers and teachers and evangelists and encouragers and helpers, they all belong to us. We're all on the same team. And the point that Paul is making in verse 22 is we all should rejoice in and profit from the leaders that that God sends to us, whether it be Paul or Apollos or Cephas. And if the Corinthians had been careful to understand and follow what these teachers had taught, rather than how they looked or how they spoke, then the church would have been united instead of divided. And so the the second requirement for unity is a proper view of others, and the third requirement is a proper view of possessions. It it continues on, uh, So let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come. All things belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. 
Now, the phrase, everything belongs to you, underscores the fact that, that we believers have everything because of Christ. And we, we need not boast in any specific leader because all of the leaders are, are available to us and belong to us. And he goes on and he, he talks about the world and life and death and present and the future. What's he talking about? Well, the world. Satan no longer has the title deed to this world. Jesus does. And he's going to make all things new. And we're going to be able to enjoy it with him for all eternity because we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. This world belongs to us because we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ who now owns the title deed. And with regards to life, only believers can really truly enjoy life. Non-believers are victims of life. They're just swept along by the currents and wondering if life has any meaning or purpose. But we know that there is purpose. We know that there is meaning in life because it's provided in God's Word. And we can use this life as a way of storing up treasure for the next life. And as for death, we own death as well. It doesn't own us. We're not afraid of death. We're not servants of death. We know that death is something we need not fear because it is the portal through which we're going from this life to the next life, and the next life is so much better. And we need not fear the present because we know that even in difficult times in life, God is working all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So we need not fear the present. And we need not fear the future because we know who owns the future. In Romans chapter 8, Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Whatever we're suffering in this present world, it's going to be nothing compared to the glorious riches that we have in God through Christ for all eternity. And then he wraps up with this, this passage with a statement, All things belong to you because you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Since we belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God, we're on the same team. And all things belong to us that belong to Christ and to God. As pastors here at Church of the Highlands, we're not in competition with each other because we're on the same team. We all belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. On a football team, there might be more than one quarterback. One quarterback might be especially gifted for passing, another for rushing. There might be more than one running back. One running back is especially gifted for running up the center, another running back for running around the end. The team needs all the gifts. One preacher might be more gifted in in church history or theology. Another preacher might be more gifted in application. The team needs all of the gifts. We're on the same team. We belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. It's also important for us to understand the Church of the Highlands is not in competition with other gospel-preaching, Bible-teaching churches in our community. We're on the same team. We belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. And the fact is that not all believers are going to be attracted to the worship style here at Highlands. Not all believers are going to be attracted to the sermon style here at Highlands. Not all believers are going to be attracted to our parking lot traffic here at Highlands. (laughs) There are other gospel-preaching, Bible-teaching churches in our community, and we're not in competition with them. We're on the same team. We all belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. And we need to work together to reach our community and the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
In fact, just this week, we received a call from one of the churches that's struggling in the area. And we're going to do our best to provide the resource that they need to get through this difficult time. So I've got some homework for you, if you like. I'd like to invite you this week to pray for your church. Pray for your church leaders. Pray for the elders and the pastors, the ushers, the Sunday school teachers, and all who sacrifice to serve you and God. Pray for God's guidance and protection. And then also to pray for the gospel preaching, Bible-teaching churches in our community, that God will refresh their leaders, reveal His vision for their congregation, and provide the resources to reach and fulfill the vision that He has provided. Selfless unity amongst the leaders of a healthy church. We trust and pray that is where you find yourself this weekend, as a matter of fact. We thank you for spending time with us here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you have questions about the program, maybe you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Our website is an amazing place to start, highlands.us, rather simple, highlands.us. You can email us from there, pick up other contact points, and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, highlands.us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday for another study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.